Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here. Thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. We have a return appearance with Bob Griswold from ReadyMadeResources.com. And Bob uh, is a regular guest on this show because his experience in prepping and survivability and his guidance he's given to countless others in these areas is really serving as kind of the model for what we need to be telling everybody because it's not looking good for the election. It's not looking good for America following the inauguration next year. And if you're not familiar with the movie, The Purge, the original movie, I would recommend watching that and also the second sequel, part three to The Purge, because I believe this is where we're headed if Donald Trump is not reelected. And along those lines of increasing our survivability, we've had, we have Bob Griswold back. We're going to be talking about such things as the ignored spiritual threats and the ignored spiritual allies that we have that could help us through this. We're going to get into all of this with Bob, but first I need to let you know there are a couple of people that pay the bills here, and, and you've heard me say it over and over. Food's going to be used as a weapon. You're not going to be able to get food in the open much longer. You really need to move now while you can. Restaurant quality food, 25-year shelf life, $100 off the four-week emergency kit, and people are ordering multiple sets of these because the price is so good. Take advantage now while you still can. Go to preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you have to have water. And in a societal breakdown, getting water could be problematic. Oh, you'll find water, but you may not find drinkable water. And we want to give you a way to convert bad water to drinkable water. And the Alexa Pure Pro water filter is the best in the business. The research that validates that claim is at waterwithdave.com. And it's good, good research. And add one more benefit to this product. They're offering it for 40% off waterwithdave.com so you got the food with preparewithdave.com you got the water waterwithdave.com and now we've got bob griswold with us and bob i know we're going to get into more of the insurgency and i also want to touch upon the uh um shall we say the spiritual component of this conflict so i want to welcome you back to the show and and uh, i can't wait to delve in so just take it where you'd like well, it's again, Dave. It's it's always a pleasure to be here. You know, you mentioned water, Cryptosporidium and Giardia, uh, two very common waterborne diseases that people can get. And either of them, if you get them, you're gonna wish you didn't have them. Um, they are very violent on your intestinal tract, and um, you become very friendly with your toilet. Excuse me. Um, it, it, and, and in and in a crisis situation, Dave, people do die of diarrhea. I mean, yes. it, that, that's gross sounding, but it, they do. Uh, we have modern facilities to prevent it and all these other medications. You can get you can get anti-diarrheals now, and I would recommend people going and getting them because if you do contract a waterborne disease, you're going to want to, you know, slow all that stuff down. But the, the biggest way to do it, Dave, is to be careful with your water. And, and that is absolutely filtering any water you drink. People ask me all the time, you know, so I, I have water barrels I store water in, and I've put preservative in it. What should I do? I said, you should filter it before you drink it. Well, it says it'll keep it sterile for a year. You should still filter it before you drink it. Do you want to take a chance? Yeah, I mean, you know, I know the gun's unloaded, Dave. How many people have died that way? I know the gun's unloaded. There's no bolts in that gun. Boom. You know, it, well, it was loaded. And even though you've you've done everything you can do, you've stored your water maybe 55 gallon drums or whatever you however you've stored it, rainwater, um, 
you, do, you don't want to take a, a, a chance with that and get a waterborne disease because they are very violent diseases. And people do die because you, when, you, when you have diarrhea like that, you do your electrolytes get out of balance, your sodium, your potassium, your manganese, magnesium, and you can actually go into defibrillation and have a heart attack. So um, the water filtration is absolutely critical. Um, cannot stress that too much. Uh, you must have the ability to filter water. In fact, Dave, uh, you didn't ask me to do this, but I get two of them. Because in, in the, and when, when it comes to water, one is none, two is one. If your water filter breaks, what are you going to do? Um, you you want to have backup. Water filtration is something you want to have backup on. Um, and the other thing I mention to people frequently, um, and, and maybe, maybe some of you hasn't heard this, water is one of those weird molecules that expands when it gets cold. Most things contract when they get cold. You take a piece of steel and you freeze it, it actually gets smaller. When you freeze water, it gets bigger. Um, you know, if you don't believe me, just put water in a glass and stick it in your refrigerator, and it'll expand and crack the glass. Um, and so, you know, if you live in an area that's subject to freezing and you're using a water filter and you let that water in that water filter freeze, you have to consider that water filter uh, compromised because as that water expands, it will crack the filters in there. So just be careful. Uh, figure a way to uh, keep your water filter, either the, the water out of it, which is hard to do if it's a drip-type filter. Um, but you ha you're going to have to figure a way to keep that water filter from freezing if you live in a climate that, that is subject to freezing and you don't have the ability to keep your house above freezing temperatures. So just a, a word to caution there and a word of, um, you know, do it, um, you know, uh, safety. Um, I would get anti-diarrheals now. You can pick them up. They're over-the-counter medications, and they, they can save your life. So with that said, I just wanted to dive back into what I was talking about earlier, the counterinsurgency. And what I did, Dave, is just uh, I had this ready for the last program. I, I pulled up uh, Mao Zedong. Uh, his, his, he had three phases of revolution, and, and I'm going to pretty much read them as what they are. And you can figure out maybe kind of where we're at, and we'll go into it from there. Um, and first of all, I want to say any Marxist communist movement revolution is necessarily godless in its, or in, in its nature. It is antichrist. It is, not, it, is, it is a religion in itself that hates the true and one God, because what it wants is the state to become God. So this is what, Mr. Christian, Mrs. Christian, this is what you're fighting. You're not just fighting communism. You're fighting the ide ideology behind it. It is godless. They hate your God. They hate Jesus Christ. And the reason they hate him, because the fuel that makes communism work is hate. Where love abounds, communism cannot work. Because if I love my black or yellow or red brother, sister, and, and, and they're doing better than me, I rejoice with them because I love them. I want them to. I want to see them do good. I want to see their family prosper. I want them to see him, you know, have have capital gain. I, I want to see all that. I don't have any bitterness towards them. I, I want to see good. Where um, communism needs hate, it's because they're doing better than you are. You hate them, and that's what the definition really of Marxism is. You hate the guy who's doing better than you are. Um, and, and so, you know, this is Mao Zedong, his three elements of revolution. And I'm going to read them right off. Essentially, it means establishing a core cadre as parts of the movement. Insurgents generally arrive in a remotely located areas and live with the locals. These are places towards which the government has little or no attention. They propagate their ideas and recruit followers. This is the conceptual stage of the rebels, since in numbers uh, these areas are small. It is easy to keep control of, of the uh, population 
population of that area. Now, now again, it doesn't have to be a geographic location. That was item one, colleges. Colleges, you, you can keep tabs on everybody because they're in class. They have these Marxist professors, Marxist other crawling everywhere on college campuses, and that's where they do their recruiting. They, they've established their bases there, and you, your child goes into college being a devout Christian for free market capitals, and he comes out hating you, hating America, hating you know capitalism. That's what they've done, organization, consolidation, and preserving their base areas. Two, guerrilla warfare. The next phase involves using military means to heighten uh, political effects. Isolated attacks are planned which are meant to serve the political purpose and to forward their propaganda. Their aim is to put fear of safety in the otherwise comfortable officials as well as gather attention. Now we see this, this is the stage we're at right now. You know, politicians are absolutely afraid to stand up to people. Christian people are afraid to stand up and say what's right and wrong. They have put fear in our heart, guilt and fear. That's what they've done. That's where we're at. We're at the second stage of the guerrilla warfare. We do see some, um, you know, military-type attacks happening. Um, we, we see, you know, just carnage happening. And so that's where we're at. That's why I'm saying we're pretty far down that insurgent road. And then the, the, the third decision, this is what Mao Zedong taught, uh, involves all-out war against the government. It begins with the militia taking up arms against small government structures to gather resources. We saw that in the riots, uh, looting firearms. Uh, killing informants, looting weapons caches. This, this, this is, this, this, this is, you know, we're entering that phase right now. Uh, this will result in the emergence of military objectives as well as encouragement for more people to take up arms. That would result in, um, in the buildup of a massive military force eventually to take over the country. Now, with that last statement, that would result in the buildup of a massive military force eventually taking over the country. Dave, the last program, what did Barack Obama say about a civilian oh, army? Yeah. We want them to be just as strong, just as well-funded. Man, do you think he read Mao Zedong? Yeah. Do you think he read Mao Zedong and he's pulling it out of his playbook? The result would be a buildup of a massive military force eventually mm-hmm. taking over the country. Barack Obama, we need a civilian army just as strong as the military. Yep. I mean, that's stolen right out of Mao Zedong's playbook. And, and that's what they're doing. Um, they're building this civilian army. They're, they, and they've actually started looting government. Um, the, and the government's actually – parts of the government are actually looting the American people to provide bullets and guns for them, as, as we talked about earlier with all that ammunition that was bought. So we see this happening. So if you think you're going to be able to sit down much longer and, and enjoy rearrangements of jeopardy while the country goes to hell, just keep in mind that – as we talked about in the last program, you are on their list. If you go to church, you're on the list. If you belong to a gun organization, you're on the list. If you've ever filled out a 4473, that's the federal firearms form, you're you're on the list. If you've ever posted conservative thoughts anywhere, you're on the list. And I would say, Dave, if you haven't done those things, you're worthless. I mean, excuse me, because if you can sit down in the face of what you see right now and just and just play like, you know, I've got my head in the sand. Um, you're going to get killed anyhow because you're just a useless eater, as we talked about. They want to reduce the population. But, I mean, if you can remain quiet and silent in the face of this massive evil, we say, see, as, as I think it was Niemöller in Germany who said, it, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. 
So we see that we're at this stage of guerrilla warfare now, and it's moving into the third uh, transition of what Mao Zedong's taught, and Barack Obama quoted it um, basically right out of Mao Zedong's uh, playbook. And so that's where we're at. Um, this this is going on. They, they're bankrupting our country. We see this debt explosion. I fully expect to see massive inflation happening. Um, it's being reported now on Breitbart and Drudge and all these other news mainstream news organizations that, you know, we we we've been reckless with our economy. Well, no joke. Anybody with a first grade education could figure that out. That if you spend tens and tens of trillions of dollars you don't have putting that debt upon the on the people of the United States. Of course you've ruined the economy, handing out money. And what they're doing now, uh, Dave, we know somebody runs a temp service in, in, our, in our area, okay? You know they can't get people to come. You know why? Why? They, because they're getting too much money on welfare. On oh, yeah, all the yeah. Government. oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, but see, that's so the, de- so that's the temp democratic... services that provide temporary, yeah, temporary help, they can't get people to show up and want temporary jobs because, man, I can make just as much money sitting home on my butt watching those reruns of Jeopardy or doing whatever um, than if I went and got a job. And so when people don't work, they get demoralized. They, 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 they have to, Idleness is the devil's workshop, so they start – you know, they have idle time on their hands. They look at the political system, and they're being fed all this propaganda. It, it fits right back into Mao Zedong's three stages of insurgency. Picture perfect, Dave. Picture it, it, it perfect. It is. It is. But, you know, when you look at this, Bob, um, the Democrats are the ones that put this, uh, shall we say, lack of a sunshine law into the uh, stimulus bill. And they allowed people to take advantage of this because they full well knew what happened. I mean, the strategy, and we said this in the last interview, is simple. Ruin the economy, make Americans hate life, and they blame the guy in charge. They get him out, and they get to install their Bolshevik revolution. Precisely. And we're, at the th- we're entering the third stage of what Mao Zedong taught us, the three stages of insurgency. Um, you know, as I mentioned when we were talking right before the program, Dave, this all goes back to a spiritual collapse of our, of our Christian values in this country. You know, we're, we're once, even John F. Kennedy said, you know, don't ask what your country can do for you, do what you can do for your country. This, this thing of service, that thing of, you know, there's a bigger picture than me. I, I, I'm there to, to en- enhance the, the, through my efforts, through my capitalism, through my creating wealth, through my creating cap, uh, capital and jobs and all that, I'm here to benefit my country. Well, today, it's been turned on. The party of JFK has now become the party of Nikolai Lenin and Karl Marx. It's not what you can do to benefit people through your efforts um, you know, in making a better society. It's what everybody else can do to make your life better. So it's been turned on its time. It's gone from a selfless society to a self-centered society. Oh, you mean you know, all you have to do is look at uh, people on Facebook. They take millions of pictures of themselves, and they just post them. I mean, I, I've literally been asked for friend requests, Dave, from from people that I just when they when they give me a friend request, I go and look at their Facebook page, and you go, it's a picture of themselves, picture of themselves, picture. I mean, it's like 50 pictures of themselves, and I'm thinking, why would I become a friend with somebody who's self-self-centered? And and that's what we've we've done. And and the, and the spiritual thing, Jesus said, "Greater love has no man. Love, greater love has no man than he laid down his life for his friends." All again, the Christian faith is about we serve, we give, we love, we embrace 
our fellow man, all those. And that spiritual decay is reflecting in what we see today because the communists and Marxists could never do what they're doing if we had strong Christian values in this country. The, the, you know, one of their primary goals was the destruction of the nuclear family, and we see that's what's happened. People today, I mean, I think only 30% of young men grow up with their biological father. Um, 80% of men in prison did not have an active father in their life. The Marxists knew that. They, they broke our families down. Cleo Skousen in the book Naked Communist talks about that extensively, the breakdown of the family. Um, and I'm not heaping guilt on anybody that, that's had trouble in marriage and, and, and been remarried, Dave. That's not the point. It, it, it's not an individual thing. It's a collective thing I'm looking at of how they've been so effective at breaking down the family. They've broken down you know, the church's ability to teach about family. Churches today are afraid to even speak about family issues because they're going to offend somebody. And so the spiritual collapse that has happened um, is, is, has been really catastrophic for our nation, and it's the only reason why they are able to do what they're doing right now is because of that spiritual collapse. We no longer look to Jesus Christ um, as the only Savior, which we did for so long. Now we're letting in what the, what, what, what the nation of Israel did. We're letting in all these foreign religions. And we're, we're extolling them over the Christian faith, which founded this country, and we're going to suffer the consequences of it. Uh, all you have to do is go read Deuteronomy 28, and you'll read the blessings and cursings of a nation that forsakes the true and living God. And it's, it's not pretty, the ones that, that, uh, that do forsake God. It's, it's not a very pretty thing. It's, it's, it always ends this way. As the, as the uh, Black Book of Communism states, um, you know, one thing godless states have in common is a lot of body bags. Dave, we're headed to that point. As I just read from Mao Zedong, we're headed to that point. We're just critical elements, a few critical elements from before when it tips. And then you will see what the globalists want, as you mentioned, um, you know, a lot of body bags, because they do want to reduce the population of the United States, the population of the world. Um, Dave, did you ever think there'd be a time in this country where you would have organized satanic marches through America's streets? (laughs) calling for a new world order no no way but that it, happened on june 21st I, I know satanic marches worshiping the dark one now you know you don't have to be the greatest theologian in the world to realize that lucifer is not a very good guy um and his plan is at the destruction of the human race so when they, these people um you know um are doing this they're they're bringing about a spiritual power as, as steve quayle talks a lot about this about opening spiritual gates spiritual doors and they are opening a spiritual door that allow is going to allow just the most foul wicked and evil spirits demons to come upon this uh country upon this world and when it's all over with the black book of communism will be proven right a lot of body bags so um that that's where we're at right now uh, the revolution, their revolution towards us, has has effectively um, entered, you know, the, the the last and third stage. What's next? Well, I mean, the destruction of uh, personal capital, um, personal property. You know, you see, New York just uh, just enacted that foreclosure law, effective, effectively stealing people's houses. They just enacted a law that says you can't foreclose on people that aren't paying their, their mortgage payments. So, I mean, do you think anybody's going to make their mortgage payment? No. Why? They, 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 you, they, the people who own the capital cannot take, kick you out of the house. I mean, it, it's insane. 
So you, the, the state has effectively done what the Constitution prohibits, the unlawful seizure of property without due process. The, the, I mean, I'm not saying we do kick people out, but it should be the choice of the person who owns the home whether they kick them out, not the government telling them you can't because people will take advantage of it and just say, I'm not going to pay. Transferring and the so welfare we, system to private enterprise and, yeah, and, no, and the reward, destruction of personal no reward. Property. Yeah, exactly, no reward. Yeah. And, and so we we see this happening. It, it, it's it's not it's not benevolent. They want to make them think, well, we're just being benevolent to the people who can't make their mortgage payments. It has nothing to do with benevolence. It has nothing to do with mercy or charity. It has everything to do with the destruction of personal property, and they will come for it when the when the when the leader of Black Lives Matter say that you owe us fourteen trillion dollars. He's saying you owe us your property, your personal wealth, because they don't want $14 trillion $1 bills because they know it would be worthless at that point. They want what the wealth is. All wealth comes from the earth. The earth, if you own, personal, if you own uh, real estate, property, that has wealth. That's what they want. This foreclosure law in New York, that's what they're going to get because the people who own that – Dave, if, if you owned three houses and people were paying you $1,000 a month for rent or mortgage, whatever it is, and all of a sudden somebody said, well, you can't make them pay you, and then you can't kick them out, what incentive are you going to have to buy more houses and to invest capital and try to make more you know, make more money? Yeah. And Total you destruction. To, but you have to continue to make your payments. Oh, of course. So it bankrupts you. So what I do is if I buy another house, it just puts me deeper in debt. Instead of the opposite, where free market capital says, I, I you know, I invest, uh, you know, Adam Smith, uh, the wealth of nations. Why does the butcher cut meat? Not for you. He cuts meat for his family. Why does the free market capitalist invest money? Because in, in the investing of money and him making capital, he is he is benefiting people. You know you, where you're at, where I'm at. If if I'm bringing money into my community through my effort and business and ready-made resources, it's benefiting the community. My free market capital is benefiting the the community because tax revenues coming in, jobs are coming in. Those jobs people then hire and work, and they go they spend their money at the Piggly Wiggly or the gas station or wherever they spend it, and that is what drives the economy. So all of a sudden, the government comes in and says, you know, you can't do this anymore. All of a sudden, that, 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 in, that incentive and capital are destroyed. And in doing that, the economy crashes. And then all of a sudden, mediocrity sets in because why would I do it? Why would I, why would I take the risk of owning a business? Why would I take the risk of all the government regulations of owning a business, of doing all the hoops you have to jump through, um, if at the end of the day, I'm going to get penalized for doing it? See, that's, that's the satanic nature of what they're doing right now. It's this destruction of personal property, personal uh, momentum and incentive to create wealth because when you create wealth, you create jobs. You create incentive for people to, I mean, you know, to, to, to risk more because I have some capital now. I'm going to go out and buy one rental property, and then I'm going to go out and buy a second rental property. And that's the way people are lifted out of poverty. But do they want you out of poverty? No. They want you in poverty. The Democrats have always wanted people in poverty because then they're beholden to them. Then they can dole out the favoritism via money or whatever uh, favoritism they're giving you, and that's what it is. And this is a spiritual thing, Dave. It is, it is a satanic system to destroy people and destroy incentive, to destroy lives, to destroy marriage, to destroy education. 
to destroy everything. That's what it, it's all designed to do because at the, at the end of the day, the guy behind it all is Lucifer, and he hates you. You know, these, these, to these people marching in these satanic marches, the devil can promise you one thing, hell. That's the best he can promise you. So that's what he's going to give you, hell. And that's all you're going to get. At the end of the day, you're going to look and say, well, I'm going to hell. That's my, that, that was my reward for following him. And at the end of the day, the people who are promoting this system of destruction of personal wealth, personal property, are going to promise you one thing, poverty, destruction, misery. Your medical care will go down. Your standard of living will go down. Your food choices will go down. All of that will be go down. It won't be there. We see it happening right before our eyes, and America's quiet. America's gutless pulpit preachers are quiet. We don't want to offend people. You know, the little Casper Milk Toast handshake. Gutless. And there, there's one more aspect to this, too. I don't know if you noticed or not, but Bezos bought the key arena in Seattle where the Seattle Supersonics NBA team used to play before they moved to Oklahoma City. Now, he renamed the arena. It's called Climate Pledge Arena. And you want to talk about um, denial of basic lifestyle, not extravagances, but necessities. That's what climate change does. It takes away the necessities of life. It takes away the incentive because the government's going to take everything you, 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 you make or you earn. If you do better, the government penalizes you more. If I improve my property, the government taxes me more. If I took that money that I improved my property with, let's just say I put $100,000 worth of property improvement, they're going to tax you more for, for using my money in a, in a way that creates a better environment. It, 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 I spend money on lumber. I spend money on plumbing, whatever I'm doing. I, I put capital into my property. Whereas if I taken that money, that $100,000, went out and spent it on hookers and drugs, I don't get penalized. But if I improve my property, I get penalized in perpetuity because it's not just a one-time tax. Every year you pay more tax. But if I went out and spent it on you know, riotous living, hey, that's fine. You, you, know, you don't get taxed anymore. I mean the insanity of that system is, is just unbelievable. I mean, the government should be encouraging people to create capital because when you create capital, people do better. But the Democrats, because they don't care about you, they hate you, they despise you, they're oligarchs. They only want it for themselves, and everybody else is there to serve them at their beck and call. Well, the beck and call has come, and we have been called, and we've been called into a life of poverty. At what point, Bob, in this paradigm of reducing America to dust, when do they come for the guns? Well, I mean, again, effectively right now they've come for the guns. If I go to my um, my major suppliers, um, of, I, I'm a federal firearms dealer, and I, go, I, I have accounts with some of the largest firearms suppliers in the country. They're the ones that now just supply like H&K or Glock. They supply, you know, all those different types of pistols. You go buy them wholesale from them and resell them. Um, I can go on their website right now. If I went there, there's not one 5.56 five, round of ammunition available. 223, 5.6, basically the same caliber, a little different. One's a civilian, one's a military. No 308, no 45, no 9mm, no 40 caliber. None, Dave. And I mean none available. If I want to go buy a Glock handgun, none available. Want to buy an H&K? None. 
Want to buy an AR-15? None. It doesn't matter if it's Standard Defense, DPMS, Brock River, Valtor, uh, Noveski. None available. None. None. And if it, I know I went to a, a firearm store around here recently, and they were charging twice as much that they should for that firearm because they had them in stock. And instead of paying $1,000 for that AR-15, they were paying 2000 And so that's where we're at. So being disarmed, it's being done right before us. Well, they've stockpiled ammunition into the billions and billions of rounds. Right now, it's effectively very difficult to find ammunition. If you do find it, um, it's going to be very expensive. So uh, I hope that answers your question. It's not a, I mean, it's not probably the answer people want to have. And that's why I tell people at this point, um, well, even if you have to pay double for it, I would still get, an, if you don't have a box-fed magazine weapon like an AR-15, an AR-10, I would make sure I have that. The days of your daddy's pump shotgun being able to defend yourself against a home invasion uh, are problematic. Um, you know, you, you need a, a weapon that can dispense a large amount of ammunition quickly, and I would never use it. I'm just saying it's used for defensive purposes only, constitutionally protected defensive purposes only, where if somebody breaks into your house and there's five or six guys that break into your house, which I think you're going to see more and more because they know where the rich neighborhood's at, and all of a sudden, going back to the other program, there's fireworks going off, and boom, they kick the door in. Can you tell the difference between gunfire and explosions? Um, you know, under the cover of whatever they're doing, you know, and you have a shotgun with three rounds in it. Basically, at close quarter combat, a shotgun, one round of shotgun is not going to hit 20 people. It's going to hit one person. So you've got three rounds, maybe five, and then you're empty. And if if, if more than five people come doing a home invasion and, and you expense your five rounds and there's two, three more coming, what do you think those people are going to do when you've killed their buddies? You know, it was an AR-15. You can put 30 rounds in it and dump that magazine. Second later, have another magazine in there. Um, makes it a lot more effective weapon. So do you do I you sell think. do you sell the do you sell the ammo, Bob? Oh, no, you can't get it. Any None ammo. available. No military grade caliber ammunition right now is available. If I Google, which I'll do, 5.56 ammo, you're going to pay what you what was double what it used to be. If you okay, can find it, a lot specific. of it's out. AR-15, AK-47, do you sell ammo for that? If we can get it, yes. Um, but well, right now we don't have any because we can't get it. It's, it's. I mean, I'm just being honest. You can't get it. Go go. just Google those ammunitions, and you're going to find out it's um, it's out. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm just pulled one up right now. Um, uh, sold out. First one I went to, sold out. And this is somebody else's company. I go to another company, um, click it, it's sold out. I'm sure I'm like, yep. No, okay, this is um, 500 rounds, $300, okay? Oh you used to get 1,000 rounds for $300. Now it's 500 rounds. And um, for so the cost has doubled. Um, again, it's just, you know, it, that's what people are seeing. Um, and so it's just getting more and more difficult to find uh, the the ammunition uh, for these things. And, and I think it's been done on purpose. And so um, I, I would just tell people right now um, that there's always a debate between shotgun, AR-15. Um, the fact is with an AR-15, AK-47, either one, you can put 30 rounds in that very quickly and then drop that magazine. And if you practice magazine changes, you can do it extremely fast. 
um, and then you'll have another 30 rounds. If, so if you have that large home invasion, you have a lot better chance of defeating it at the door because the door is what they call the fatal funnel. That's where they've got to come through that door. Um, and then again, you, you want to make sure your back door is covered too because they might do both at the same time. But yeah, that's a fatal funnel. You, you, you can't fit 20 guys through that door at one time. Um, so they've got to come in one or two at a time, and you know you can deal with them a lot easier right at that door. Just to be honest, brutally honest, that's a lot easier to deal with it. But I, I do think, Mao Zedong, you're going to start seeing those assassinations you know, of people that maybe have uh, perceived enemies, those that have wealth. Because, again, if you have wealth, you stole it. You're, you're not a good person. You owe it to people. Um, and, and so that's, that's what I'll see, and that's why I'm uh, suggesting that. And I didn't expect to suggest that when we started the program. It just came up. Because it goes back, Dave, to the, to the thing I was talking about as a spiritual issue in this, in this nation. Um, even in the Christian church, immorality, the abandonment of God's word, has been because become a state a state of the day. I just saw Joel Osteen marching uh, uh, in a Black Lives Matter um, thing, and um, at least that's what it was advertised. It was definitely him. Um, he, and he does. He, all you have to do is go read their their uh, you know statement of, of what they believe, and you realize it's the antithesis of everything Christians should believe. And again, it's not about Black Lives not mattering. God created all lives. Black lives do matter in God's eyes. White lives matter because he created the black man, the white man, the yellow man, the red man in his image. We are in his image, so they matter. That's why they matter, because they're in God's image. Um, and, and so, but as we've, we've, we've forsaken that, we, we've murdered his image millions and millions and millions of times over again. We, we take his image via abortion and dissect it and sell it, and then we wonder why that violence that we perpetrate on the youngest of our civilization is now being perpetrated on all of our civilization because you cannot embrace violence without having it, it alter your way you think act and why society functions when violence becomes the norm and we see it um, Craig Sawyer uh, Craig Sawman Sawyer his, his Contraland video if you haven't seen it it's on YouTube you've got to watch it the violence committed against children it's a spiritual issue I watched the video, and he, and he does these sting operations that just absolutely make you sick that men would, would go in there and want to do what they do with young, underage girls. I mean, it's a spiritual issue. And, um, you know, and so that's where we're at. So we see that this violence being perpetrated against the children. And I remember when uh, C. Everett Coop, the, the – um, the Surgeon General of the United States under Ronald Reagan said, "We, how can we expect that we can commit violence against the very young, and then it will go, we'll start committing violence against the very old? What did, what did Como do? Put all the um, uh, COVID patients in with the, in the yeah, old folks? And, and so did Governor Whitmer of Michigan, yeah, too. And they so should let's be, kill them all. They should be tried for, for, for manslaughter. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, second-degree murder, at, at least, because that's intentional. Um I think you could make a pretty good first-degree murder case out of it, but that's me. Um, but so, so this is what C. Everett Coop said in the 80s. You know, we, we murder the young via abortion, and then we look at it, and this is the route Adolf Hitler took. We, then we decide, well, those are useless eaters. We'll murder them. And now it's filtering down. That violence is, is infecting our society. Uh, a lot of people don't realize violence is addictive. 
it, 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 it releases endorphins the same way sex or drugs or any other pleasure thing it does in our brain. People get addicted to that violence. And so we're now we're at the stage we can terminate the elderly, we terminate the unborn, and so this violence has been unleashed on our society. It's a spiritual issue, Dave. If, if America does not, if America's pastors, if America's Christians do not stand up and say no more, you know, no more, um, we're going to see this violence. It's going to come to your door. It will be perpetrated against your daughters, your wives, against your children. Um, it, it will not escape you, or you will not escape it. It's going to come because you can just see it. Let's look at it as the big picture. You know, in the 50s, although we did have lawlessness, we were generally a nonviolent society. Um, but as we eviscerated God from our culture, we've seen violence against children, uh, spousal violence. All these different violences come in, violence against the laws of God, the, the natural laws of God. They've, they've come in, and they're just weighing down upon us in greater and greater measure. And eventually, it will get to every single person, not just you and I. It'll get to everyone. If you think you're sitting safe in your home, if we don't stop this violence, it will get to everyone. Because as poor as you might be, you have more than somebody else, and they're going to look at you going, well, I've got to go rob him because he has more than me. And after all, we all need to share because that's what's right. He he got his to whatever hook or crook he didn't earn it honestly, and and with that poison of Marxism added to the violence, Dave. Yeah, I'm telling you, God help our nation, Lord well, Bob, Jesus, yeah, mercy no, on no us. No kidding, exactly. Um, if we lose the election in these uh, Bolsheviks take over, how long would you expect it to take before they take down our communications, take down our websites? and actually begin to arrest political prisoners immediately they they have such a a visceral hate i mean you remember the going up to the election donald trump can't win he can't win he can't win all that and then the night when you saw him win the absolute you could see the demons crawling out of these people of hatred that he won and remember, they they started it immediately. Oh, Donald Trump beats his wife. Look, I remember. Do you remember the stories? Look at look at Melena. He beats her. She, you can tell she's a beaten woman. I mean, it, it, it started immediately. Their hatred of what he represented, and so they have such over the last three and a half years now such a collective hatred of everything he's done. It, it's going to be the rubber band that's stretched to the max, and then you let it go, and it's going to come. Bang, rebounding back very, very quickly. I, I, I mean, did they, did they kill a Supreme Court justice? Would they do it again so they could act the bench? Why, why do you they, think they, they killed uh, that Supreme Court justice? He's very conservative. He was a, he, he was a, a man who believed in the limits of constitutional republic. That the that the constitution was there to restrict the government, not to restrict the people. He understood the nature of limited government, and they do not because again, government is their god. They bow down and serve it, and that's what they want us to do. They will not be satisfied with anyone that says, "I will not bow down to Caesar." And you remember, that's what the Christian, all the Christian had to do in the first century is say, Caesar is Lord. No, he's Lord. And then go about their business. And they're fine. They could do whatever they wanted to do. But if you do not do that, then 
they will uh, commit violence on you. And we see it. I mean, I saw men just carrying an American flag, getting daylight stomped out of them Uh, in these latest episodes of riots. They hate you. So um, they're trying to do it now. I mean, they're trying to take down communication now, restricted communication. They're trying to restrict firearms now. We see they're actually limiting freedom of speech now. You can't say certain things in America now because they'd be hate speech. Even though they're the truth, they'd still be hate speech. Um, You cannot exercise your religion now. They're taking that down. Are you securing your papers, persons, and possessions now? No. They're going into houses, parents that have COVID or supposedly have COVID, and they're taking the children out of the home. I mean, so... Dave, and this is when there's a stopgap there. This is when there's a, a blowback on them. They're doing it. When when all that's gone, it's going to be like the stretched rubber band that's, that's let go. It could be a few short months from now. November's not that far off. January 20th is not that far off. Not that far away. It's hard for me to get my mind around this. This is going to happen here, but I think Chaz was just a sign of things to come. Uh, are you familiar well, it, with the stories in Chaz or Chop or whatever kind of nonsense they're calling it that uh, people went from door to door and sexually abused the residents that were unfortunately left there undefended? It's reported. And Dave, sexual abuse is always, always part of warfare. And um, we, we don't like to think about it, but homosexual attack is part of warfare. It's a degrading, it's a degrading thing. You, you degrade a, 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 a heterosexual male by homosexually attacking him. And especially if you do it in front of his family, where he's he's he, his manhood has been absolutely you know destroyed. So they do that. That they yeah absolutely. I would I would be surprised if it hasn't been done. I, I haven't heard of any absolute documented cases of it, but I would be stunned if it did not happen. But I, I would tend to believe the reports coming out of there that sexual attack and assault on anybody that resisted them would be a rule of the day. And that's that's what John Q. Public right now doesn't. Um, understand that when they come for you, that's exactly what they're going to perpetrate upon you. Look at Chaz as the microcosm, and then you figure it as the macrocosm when they come for you. Uh, what they did in there, what they're doing to the statues, what they're doing to our culture, the destruction, the hate, the violence, all that is, is a reflection of what they're going to do to you. So, uh, again, do we sit and remain quiet? Can we sit on our hands any longer and remain quiet and not be what God calls us to be? Jesus Christ calls us to be the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. And he says that the salt has lost its savor. It is worthless. It's only to be trampled underfoot. Now, I'm saying the Christians in this country are going to be trampled underfoot if we do not learn to become salt again. That's what we need to be, salt. Salt adds flavor. Salt in, in biblical times is worth its weight in gold. It's, it's in a critical element of a functioning society is to have that element of uh, personal uh, moral salt that we add into the collective of our society, that we, we there, because then we stand up and say, no, you can't do that. That's not permitted. That's not right. We, that's not tolerated. That's wrong. That's not a normal function. That's not right. But that, that's what salt does. And Jesus said, so when you've lost that, what happens? You get trampled underfoot. Dave, we're going to be trampled underfoot if we don't stand up. And so this message is for, and I might get people mad at me, this message is for those that are listening. Become salt. Are you the light? 
Jesus Christ, when he comes into a life, he puts the light of God in their life. And then you cannot help. Do men light a bushel, do light a candle and put it under a bushel? That's what Jesus asked. Do you light a light and then hide it? No, a light is there for a purpose. It gives illumination to everything around it. And that's what we are to be in this world. Jesus Christ calls us to be that, the light of God in this world. He infuses us with it, and therefore we have to stay, and we, we, we shine light. Now, those who want to be in darkness, what do you think they want to do? Okay, we're going to have diversity here. We're going to let him be the light. We're going to be darkness, and we're going to get along real well. No. The darkness wants to extinguish the light. That's what the scripture said. That's why they extinguished, that's why they killed Jesus, because he was the light of God. He was the God of gods, and he brought the light of God to this world, and they couldn't handle it. They killed him. And so if we refuse to be that light as, 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 the, as the body of Jesus Christ in this country, um, the, the darkness will extinguish us. They'll put a bushel over us. They'll kill us. They'll, they'll incarcerate us. They'll, they'll put us where we cannot be in any way have a functioning effect on society. That's what's coming. And it's, Dave, it's all – it's not it's not, the, it's not the evil people's fault. It's our fault. We've let it happen. Celeste Salam says 3% of America will stand up. Do you agree with that? hope so. I hope that many. And I say only that many? That's my reaction. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope that many. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's far, far down the road. I, w- right I want to run something else by you, and you may not know about this. So, And I don't like asking questions I don't assume you know the answer to. But I've been talking to some Pentagon types, and uh, some have been arranged conversations. One was a happenstance. And here's what I'm getting, that there's a couple of different levels here. One, if Trump will go to war with China, the, the Joint Chiefs, as you know, are owned by the military-industrial complex, same way the CDC is controlled by Bill Gates in one way or another. And these Joint Chiefs will marshal support for Trump, courtesy of their benefactors, the military-industrial complex. Uh, that's one level that I'm getting. The other thing I'm getting is this, is that... When Obama fired the nearly 400 command officers during his time as president, uh, you've got a bifurcation and, and split in loyalties between the republic and Trump, even if you don't agree with him. But the republic is, is uh, bowed down to by, by people who are not Obamanites. But the Obamanites want to participate in, a, in, in bringing in the, the um, shall we say, the New World Communist Order. What do you know about these two 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 ideas? Well, uh, of course. I mean, you know that it's the part of infiltration, and that's what that's what insurgencies have to do. We read that from Mao Zedong. Obama knew he had um, men and women that he fired because they wouldn't go along with the New World Order plan. He, they wouldn't go along with the destruction of the United States, and so in most cases they just trumped up stupid charges. General Flynn, perfect case. I mean, they they railroaded this man. Uh, destroyed him, bankrupted him, because he didn't go along. So then they can put their own little flunkies in there that will that will, that will go exactly what they say. And again, uh, when you want to go to war with uh, with China, keep in mind. I, I, I remember the song by Ozzy Osbourne. Um, even though I'm not a big Ozzy Osbourne fan, but he, I think he wrote a very prophetic song one time called "More Pigs," and it's talking about generals gathering their masses. 
and wrecking destruction on humanity because at the end it's Luciferian in nature because we have to go back to understand Lucifer hates humanity. Humanity became the apple of God's eye through the redemption that he offers us. That was never offered to the fallen angels. And so he hates the fact that we are his God's beloved as his body of Christ. And war, abortion, destruction, violence are all the things he perpetrates. And he wants to see the destruction of humanity. The Deagle Report goes back, you know, in a few short years. You know, and it becomes more and more likely that we see that you're going to have a mass evisceration of humanity, death. And, and so I, I put great credence in it because I think Obama was an agent of Satan. And, um, you know, in, in, and in that, um, he, he seeks the same thing his father seeks, and that's the destruction of humanity. So, I mean, we go to China. I mean, most Chinese are just Chinese people trying to make a living, trying to go about day to day. Chinese government's evil. Um, the people who want to start wars are evil, and so what happens is um, they go to war. Uh, uh, granted, military assets are destroyed during war, but the great amount of, ass- of peop- things that are destroyed are the innocent people who are caught up in the throes of war, mass casualties of innocent people, non-combatants, and, and Lucifer knows this. This is why he wants to perpetrate these wars. This is why they do it. I mean, he, what does he promise them? Financial wealth, if we can kill billions of people. I mean, I mean, I don't want to stand before God without on my record. You know, hey, you made some money, but you, you're responsible for killing all those men, women, and children that didn't even, weren't even in uniform. So, you know, being a, a, a Luciferian, you, that's what your goal is, is the destruction of humanity. The guy, Georgia Guidestones, Bill Gates, they all say it. You brought it up in the last time we did that, uh, that last program. They, they want to destroy humanity, and the, the, the agent of doing it, I mean, nuclear weapons can destroy humanity very quickly. Biological agents could probably destroy humanity even quicker. Because um, it's the gift that keeps giving. You know, when a nuclear bomb goes off, you have the radiation, the fallout effect. But, I mean, you know, uh, it's like I, I, I can catch a nuclear bomb and give you a nuclear bomb. That's what uh, biological warfare does. You know, I can pass it on. And so they're going to use every agent at their means to accomplish their purposes. And that means whatever they have to do, whoever's lives they have to wreck, whoever they have to murder, kill, whatever they have to do, they're going to do that so they can get their purposes fulfilled and that's the luciferian one world government one world religion with the antichrist the man of sin being the leader of it all that's their goal that's what they want to achieve do you think it's still possible for jesus to look down upon the heavens and say father still forgive them for the masses know not what they do yeah i mean god's mercy is from everlasting to everlasting now i will say this there are those that are, I mean, I don't want to get into a theological debate right now, but the, 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 those that are, will never become members of the family of faith, um, they're damned. I mean, he says, I hate the wicked all the day long. Um, God despises those that violate his law. There's a, there's a, there's a divine anger there that, do, that, that does this, and he knows who they are. And, and so they will go to their place, which mm-hmm. is the lake of fire. They will go to it, and in, 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 in perspective, when we when we do enter the the you know when I pass from this body into the next, and I have the eternal perspective, the heavenly perspective, and I look down, and I look at it, and I say the plan worked perfectly. That's what I'm going to say. The plan worked perfectly. That because I'm going to see the wicked, those child molesters, those murderers, those 
people who perpetrate violence, I'm going to see they've gone to their just place, which is the lake of fire. Um, and, and I'll look at it at that point, and I'll see God's purpose is fulfilled. I'll see his absolute nothing got in the way of, to, the, to the absolute molecule of his plan being fulfilled. It will have been fulfilled the way he wanted it to. And if he has to use the wicked to do it, yes. But he will. But if you – I'll just say this, Dave. If you hear his voice today, if you hear the voice of the Son of God calling you, saying, repent, come to me, and I will forgive you, you have that option. That door is open to you right now. You can plead upon his mercy and ask him to forgive you, and he will. He'll restore you. The Bible says he transfers us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It's, it's an actual it's citizenship change. We change citizenships. I no longer am a citizen of the kingdom of darkness. I have now become a citizen of the kingdom of light, of Jesus Christ. And so in that change, your life will be transformed. And so I don't know who those people are. I mean, there's been some very wicked people that have become uh, – uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, John Newton, the, the slave trader, the guy who wrote, eventually became a, a member of the family of faith, um, wrote the song Amazing Grace. I mean, he was – I've read his autobiography or his biography. He was an extremely vile, vile sinner. I mean, he was a slave trader. He, he, on the way from Africa to here, he'd rape the women. He'd do all that stuff. I mean, just a vile, vile man. But one day – he became in the family of faith. So there's no gutter deep enough that God can't reach down and get you out of it. Um, Bob, let me, let, me, those... let me digress just for a second from the spiritual. I want to go back to something I brought up uh, with regard to the military. Do you see any scenario where the military will rise up and defend the people? Not without spiritual reformation in our country, no. That's a good answer. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. If we don't have spiritual reformation, if we do not go back to the understanding of that man is created in the image of God, and, and he's not some product of some slime that just happened to organize itself, if we don't understand that fundamental purpose that God is our creator, we are created in his image, hell is going to be unleashed on this earth, and it's going to be mass, 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 mass death. And, and so that's why I say for the Christian person, speak up. Don't let, don't be, remain silent anymore. We are at the, at the time right now that we we're out of time, um, and so get involved. If if the, if you if you are so if so moved, get involved with the local politics. All politics is local. Get involved. Start making the changes. Start raising your voice. God gave you a voice and courage for a reason, and that's where we're at. And so I, I just think it's we're we're well past. The, the day of um, sitting back and letting other people do it, Dave. I, I, I'd say this, you know, again, I've used this example. When Abraham went to go rescue Lot, the first thing, first and most important thing he had to have was the moral courage to go deep into the enemy's camp and to spoil him. I mean, Lot wasn't, he just, Lot was taken to the enemy's camp. And so Abraham had to get the choice men of his tribe and his family. They had to arm themselves and they had to go deep into the enemy's camp and spoil him. And today, God is calling his people that we get, gain the boldness, the spiritual weapons that we need, and go deep into the enemy's camp and spoil him. That's very well put. Um, and it's unfortunate that our military has lost its way, because I do think that the military had the potential to turn this around, but Hence, I have to agree with you. I, th I think uh, not without spiritual reformation. That is so disturbing to me. It really is. Because when my father served, 
uh, most of the men in the military were men of God, and that's just no longer the case. Well, Bob, uh, tell people how they can um, uh, take advantage of the great products you offer for survivability and prepping, and we got about uh, about 45 seconds. Okay. I would just say this. Call me. If you have questions on anything, call me. I will consult with you, 800-627-3809. Um, again, I, any spiritual advice I can give, um, any insight, wisdom that God's put in my life, I'd love to give that to people. Um, and then we do sell the products. So um, we also have that. But I think at this moment right now, Dave, I, I just if anybody's heart's crying out, I'll be glad to talk to them about faith. Okay. All right. I think that's uh, that's a fair exchange because you also – besides your discussion of faith you're going to have some practical so to speak no pun intended down to earth solutions for what people are going to need from communication to uh, night vision to a plethora of things Bob it's always a pleasure to have you on my friend Uh, you're welcome anytime and uh, thank you so much for your perspectives well God bless God bless the Republic take care Bob bye bye 